Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos post game, coming to you from the Losers Lounge. The Losers Lounge? I mean, they covered the spread, Ryan. <laughs> from the eleventh pick at the worst lounge? Yes, exactly, exactly. Tomorrow can only be good news. I was trying to start a top ten pick chant in the stands. People, I didn't, people weren't I didn't feeling hear it. it. Yeah, it, yeah, didn't, no. it didn't catch on. I really thought it. I thought it had legs. It's because me Ryan, and this like. Eight-year-old kid, we were belting it. Oh, wow. Eight-year-old knew what was yeah, up. He was, wow, smartest guy yeah, in the stands exactly. outside you. I'll tell you what, though. It's because, Ryan, the Broncos played a much better <sighs> game than anyone thought. I mean, sure you did. thought they were going to get blown out. I thought they were going to get blown out. Mace thought they were going to get blown out. We thought people were going to be having to drink because it was going to be a 25-point loss. Instead, people were drinking for fun because it was a close game so that's why i don't think i think people at the end of the game wanted to beat the chiefs and yes. as the as the game kept going and people said oh my god the the broncos aren't losing at the end of the first quarter oh my god the broncos are up at halftime oh the broncos are going into the fourth quarter for the first time in like uh in multiple years against the chiefs with a lead you got to be kidding me we'll take this win and then you know what at the end of the day the broncos did what was best for the draft pick and I'm curious if Vic Fangio maybe did it on purpose. Played for the draft pick. <laughs> oh, what a take. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's go, boys. And speaking oh. of good vibes, great vibes here at the DNVR bar. I don't even know if you guys can hear me because the Avs just scored to make it a 4-2 game. And uh, <laughs> DNVR bar, a little pop in here on a Saturday night. That was big. It was. Um, you know what? The bar. Okay, so let me just take you through my day. Uh, wasn't planning on going to the game at all. I feel like that's how every game you go to starts with. It is. Um, those are the best, too. Oh, absolutely. Because you don't have that, like, I, ever, I feel like most people can relate to this, especially post-pandemic. That feeling of having plans just sucks. I love the idea of not having plans and then <laughs> spontaneously stumbling upon tickets in the fifth row. Shout out Henry Chisholm Woo! and his family. Um, so decided to go to the game. Wasn't too, too cold. Uh, weather was nice. And so I was like, let's do it. Um, and the vibes in the stands were so good. Yeah. Like, that was truly a great time. Now, it can't compare to the Chargers game, which is the other one I went to this season. But other than that, I think I went to four games this season. This was fun. Everyone had a good time. Uh, the Broncos played well. Players were making big plays. Um, like, the throw that Drew Locke had to Tim Patrick on third and 14, just like, it was a fun time. And then, honestly, post-game ride back on the bus, good vibes. Everyone has a good time. Obviously, people are mad. Um, about a few different scenarios that happened in the game, and we'll talk about them. But my overarching take is that this was a perfect scenario for the Broncos. Mm. Uh, no one wants to hear that today. You might be more willing to listen to it tomorrow. I'm curious if you mean Broncos or if you mean George Payton. Uh, well, we'll talk about that. Uh. But I think for the Broncos, you played with them. 
Um, you you outplayed the Chiefs, straight up. You made one really, really, really bad mistake that cost you the game. And curious which one that is. Well, that because one. I think I agree with you, but I think a lot of fans would disagree with you. Okay, well, obviously <laughs> it's the fumble. Yep. Um, yep. Now I got a lot of people in my mention, so. I've got both sides in my mentions because I tweeted out an appreciate Melvin Gordon tweet when he was averaging like 10 yards a carry and a yep, touchdown. Yep. Literally and 13 yards per carry probably when you tweeted that. Yes. And I, you know, I, it's like every time you want to back him up, something happens to make you look like an idiot. And Ryan, we have our king of the game. He easily would have been king of the game without that fumble. He was a lock for king of the game. Yep. I literally turned to Henry the yep. play before he fumbled it and said, oh, my God, he's averaging 10 yards a carry. Yep. And it's just such a bummer for Melvin. And it's not all his fault. But It is not. You cannot put the ball on the ground there. It's just it's unacceptable in every sense of the word. So he should not have been hit four yards behind the line of scrimmage when he's trying to gather the ball. But that is a lock for a field goal to give you a touchdown lead in the late fourth quarter, man. A perfect drive up to that point. Everything was working. You were running clock. You were converting third downs. Everything was working perfectly. And you have – I don't know how that can happen twice in one season where a running back can fumble the ball on drives that were so integral to the game – and have them end up in scooping scores that sink the team in the game for like 80 yards. How does that happen twice in one season? Yeah, and we're not even talking about the other fumbles that didn't lead to touchdowns right, the other way, but that were still crucial fumbles. The Eagles game and this game, honestly, you can make a case. And the Eagles game got out of hand after that. But you can make a case if you take those two fumbles away, the Broncos are a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. And it's unfortunate because Melvin Gordon has had, dare I say, a fantastic year here in Denver outside of those plays obviously huge plays but Ryan of course I agree with you that was the play that changed the Broncos outcome I think the Broncos win if that fumble just doesn't happen the Broncos probably score a touchdown on that drive but even if they don't like you said they have a touchdown lead instead they're playing from behind and we know this team is not built from behind and also I mean it was it was easy to tell that everything was sucked out of the stadium the life was sucked out of the stadium the defense when they went out for the two point conversion you could tell that they were lagging and it was just something we've seen for the past 5 and 6 years was this again this again and it was just the Broncos weren't going to be able to overcome that no matter what and then of course there was the other decision Ryan the decision, and some may say play, it was a decision that Vic Fangio, fourth and nine, he decides to kick the field goal with about four minutes left instead of go for it. What did you think about it? I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I understand the thought process behind it because you know what? One play into the Chiefs' drive, they were in field goal range. And so it was, or maybe it was a couple plays. But shortly into there, it was like, oh, that's why he did it. Because now they're in field goal range, and yep. if you hold them for a field goal, you still have a chance. So that part of it makes sense. But come on, man. 
It's the last game of the season you're playing against the Chiefs. What do you possibly have to lose? You know what it was, Ryan? It was Matt LaFleur last year against the Tampa Bay Bucks. If What did he say after the game? If Aaron Rodgers would have got a couple of yards instead of it being, I don't know what their situation was, fourth and seven or something, instead of it being fourth and nine, if it was fourth and six, I think Fangio goes for it. The fact that Drew threw an incompletion, not putting that entirely on him. I don't even remember the third down play right now. I don't either. Uh, but if they get a couple of yards, I think Fangio goes for it, and that's what he said after the game. He said, and, and I love this, I think this was a jab at media and fans. He said, uh, he pointed to analytics. That was the first thing he did, Ryan. A guy who we think is not about analytics pointed to analytics and said, analytics will tell you that you are not going to convert fourth and nine. You know what? He's right about that. He is right. And so he kicks the field goal. And look, the Chiefs were starting to pick up momentum. Uh, and they had, what, 28 points or, or uh, 18 points in the second half at that point. Now, some of that was from their defense getting that touchdown. But he just said, they're going to get the field goal. If I go for it on fourth and miss and the Chiefs get in field goal range, the game is absolutely over. So I do see where he's coming from. But at the end of the game. In a meaningless game. At the end. And Brian, here, here's my thing, too. At the end of the day, if you, you never don't get the ball that, again. if you if you don't get that too, you're setting them up it, 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 within the ten yard line. Your defense, they have to go 55 yards to get in field goal range. Yep. If they're gonna do that, they're probably gonna do that anyway, yep. and you're gonna lose the game anyway. Yep. So I do actually, I'm not as tough on Vic as I think a lot of other people are because I understand where he's coming from. I do think it was the wrong decision though, uh, and. Uh, just have some balls, man. Who was it that had the quote about putting your balls on the table? Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh had the <laughs> balls on the table quote. Thank you, AJ. Um, like, sometimes you just got to say F it. Yeah. Especially in week 17 when there you have nothing to lose. Yep. And you never touch the ball again in the game. So that right there is all I need to know. And how about, how about this? It was another game where the defense under Vic Fangio needs to come up with a stop. They didn't even have to come. Because he kicked the field goal, they Just didn't to have to come up. Goal. Exactly. That's all they had to do, and they had it. Third and three, and the Chiefs jump, have a false start, and it's like, oh, my gosh. They weren't going to stop him on third and three. I, I, I absolutely believe that. But then I'm like, third and eight. They could do this. And then, nope, there's a wide open Travis Kelsey who comes up with the catch. Game over, and that was it. The Broncos didn't touch the ball again. That's what's unacceptable to me is, look, you had to score a touchdown at some point. Even post-field goal, you still had to score a touchdown to win the game. You were as close as you were ever going to get to scoring a touchdown. And you, you gave it up. And that, to me, is just unacceptable. Um, and again, it's just like, dude, what, do you, what did you have to lose? Really? You're playing game management week 17 against the Chiefs when you have nothing to lose? What's, un what's unfortunate for Vic is he thought that was the best football decision, and uh, especially because the Broncos lost, is that going to cost him his job? Is going with what he thought was analytics was the best decision in his mind. Is that going to be the one that came back and cost him his job? Because, Ryan, if he goes for it on fourth down, and let's say he doesn't get it, I don't think fans are pissed at him. And, and, and the Broncos lose by seven or whatever. It ends up being 10. Mm. The Chiefs go down, kick a field goal to, to end the game. I don't think fans are mad at him. Nope. And then I think this is a much more interesting conversation in fans' mind. But my question is, did that decision end Vic Fangio's tenure in your mind? I think it's a really, really interesting question. And I want to talk a lot about it. First, I got to say this. 
of all the times to all of a sudden put a bunch of trust in Drew Locke, this was the time. <laughs> this was the time where you said, you know what? I think we can get a stop and Drew Locke can drive us at least 75 yards or whatever it's going to be, 70, 75 yards down the field to win the game. This is the time you decide to believe in Drew Locke? Or was it the opposite? I don't trust Drew Locke to get me nine yards. Well, if you don't trust him to get you <laughs> nine, how do you trust him to get you 75? Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> I, that's what it was like, really? Now? This is when you want to pull, like play the Drew's got our back. Just inconsistencies, right? It is inconsistencies. And, and, and that's something we've said. And also kind of why I laughed at why I laugh at Vic pointing to analytics is because so often he's kind of gone against the conventional analytics. Sure, this would play into the analytics of not really getting it on fourth and nine. I'm curious what the analytics said to the overall picture of you're down by by seven points now, does it, with four minutes left as a field goal help you more i know uh, there's like coward uh yeah the coward, coward ratings out there. i bet you it's gonna be high on you that. know andy Reid had one today that was 99.4 percent cowardly decision <laughs> to punt the ball so it wasn't just vic but vic obviously if i had patrick Mahomes, i would there. literally never punt yeah oh i, I, would I wouldn't even it. have a punter on my roster yeah you would have almost gone with the broncos plan today which was to not have a punter and by the way Shout out to Sam Martin for actually really proving his worth in this game. Yeah, he We were joking boomers. about how the Broncos may be better off without him and Brandon McManus. No, I mean, Sam Martin kept the Broncos in the game. Yeah, he had some bangers. Okay, I want to talk about whether that cost Vic his job or not. But first, I want to tell you to come down here, hang out. Come out to the DNVR bar. Um, I've been recommending the chicken sandwich. I sold the chicken sandwich to every person on the bus. So... I have a feeling they're probably cooking up a lot of. I was gonna say, were, were, they, were they frying them up on the bus then? No, if you're they, selling them right there. I was. I literally just like, telling everyone about the chicken sandwich. They're probably making like a hundred back there right now. They're probably out. Uh, they they might be. So sorry if you do. <laughs> um, it's still Saturday. It's early on Saturday night. Why don't you come down right now? I'm so confused at what day it is. So absolutely, you should come down right now. We got we Saturday might get lit after this. Abs. We got it all. <laughs> Heck, maybe we stay up long enough today to find out that Vic Fangio was gone or that he's back early in the morning. Here's my promise. If the Avs come back and win this game, I'll be here until close. <laughs> Why is that an issue? It's not Sunday. It's not? It's not? Yeah. I uh, thought you said here's the issue. Oh, no. I said that's my promise. Oh, promise. Yeah. I thought you said problem. So if you want to come down, hang out, come get yourself a chicken sandwich, wash it down with a Breck brew, uh, come hang out at the DNVR bar. You're going to love it here. Uh, packed full of Broncos and Avs fans right now, all fraternizing together. It's like peace on earth. <laughs> Ryan... Regardless of Vic Fangio's future, do you think there's going to be changes in Denver? Yeah, big changes. Big changes. So that means there's probably going to be some homes on the market. And if you're looking to buy or sell, you should contact our friends Michael and Virginia Chevalier over at Chevalier Mortgage. You can even give Virginia a call directly at 303-257-6578 or visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. And not only will you get set up with some free DNVR gear, your choice of a hat or shirt of your choice, but you'll also have the opportunity to get a free consultation from them. That's right, free. You don't have to pay for it in order to get the info you need on whether you should go with them or not. And here's what separates them. Michael Chevalier is a certified financial planner, meaning he looks at more than just an interest rate, which is something that separates them big time in the game. So whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, make sure to check them out over at DNVR Mortgage. Dot com. That's Michael and Virginia Chevalier over at Chevalier Mortgage. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Also, i got to give a shout-out to our friends at Breck Brew. I mentioned them briefly there. I'm drinking one right now. Had a couple earlier today in the morning. Had some at the tailgate. Had one at the game. Having one here now. My guess is you're also having one after. 
I will have several after. Like I said, especially if the Avs come back and win this game, then we'll really uh, make it rain in here. Uh, shout out Breck Brew, always supplying us with the best. I also wore my Breck Brew Broncos Country jacket to the game today. Probably my my piece of clothing that gets the single most compliments. Oh yeah, uh, of course. People love that, and th that's the job of clothes is to get you compliments. Hey, absolutely. Um, so shout out Make Breck Brew, uh, always always has our back. Absolutely, it does. So Ryan, the big question. Is he back? Does that decision help or hurt his chances? And also something we haven't really talked about. The Broncos lost by only four points. They covered the spread by a touchdown. They were much better than any of us thought. Does that also give Fangio some cred? Does that give him a big <coughs> nod in the cap to go forward this year and be the coach in 2022? Oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to apologize in advance because I know you don't want to hear this. Oh, he's bringing him back. <clears throat> I think he's back. Um, I do he's think he's back. back. First of all, you can point to that fourth down. It was cowardly as hell. Um, but the Broncos are going to win that game if, Mel if Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble the ball. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that weighs a lot. They had the, they had the game in their hands until they didn't. Um, and I swear I had like a premonition that that was going to happen. I was like, just something, something bad's going to happen. My lock of the week on the tailgate was pain. There it was. You're right. <laughs> there it was. Pain was evident. That was pain. Uh, and I could just a different pain than most of us thought. Yes. Well, but that was really painful. It was. It was because because this was like you know if you get eliminated in The Bachelor on the first episode, that's like embarrassing pain. But if you get eliminated at the final rose and you go up there thinking you're about to propose to, to the love of your life and then you get broken up with, that's what today was. That, yes, was. that is the pain that rips your heart out. So here's why I think Vic Fangio is going to be back. And it, it has very little to do with today. Oh. Um, I, I don't think today really – I think that if you wanted to bring him back, today builds the case in your head. If you wanted to get rid of him, today builds the case in your head. And I think they wanted to bring him back, so they'll find the ways to, to piece it together. And here's the number one reason. We talked about this all week. No one really wanted to listen to it then. But if this does happen, I think people will listen to it now. The ownership thing. I don't think the Broncos want to go through this whole hiring process without an owner. And then you come in, there's a new owner, there's a whole new process. That owner is going to want to be involved in this. And I think they can convince themselves that Vic Fangio is good enough to go for one more year. He's already under contract. You're going to pay him anyway. There's another reason. Check another box off. I think he has that going in his favor. I think Vic Fangio really likes – sorry, George Payton really likes Vic Fangio, and he wants Vic Fangio to succeed. He's got that going in his favor. You know, the numbers of top-tier quarterbacks against this defense, are that's going in his favor. I hear you guys. You don't have to tell me. I'm with you. If it was me – He'd be out, but I think they're going to bring him back, and I feel a responsibility to prepare people for that possibility. Ryan, before the game on Thursday, on our last pod before, you and Mace both said he's gone, although you said it was close. I said 55% chance he's back. Before that fourth down call, I was at 65% chance oh. that he was back. That fourth down call... Brought me down to 51% that he's back. So I am with you. And here's the thing. A lot of Where's people my that... Where's tinfoil hat? <laughs> I got something for you. A lot of people that did not want Vic Fangio back said, you cannot judge this one game on whether or not he should be back. Then why should you judge one play 
on if she on if if he sh if if he should be back or not. You probably shouldn't. That's that's just very inconsistent thinking. And and here comes a tinfoil hat. And Ryan, why I think he's back is what have we heard or not heard this entire week? George Payton had a very legitimate opportunity to fire him two weeks ago. Had nope. him an opportunity to fire him last week, and it would have helped the Broncos in their coaching search. He didn't. And then so what have we heard? Everything that has come out of the Broncos has been. George Payton wants to keep Vic Fangio, just can he? If the general manager wants to keep the head coach, he should. He should, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. This fourth down decision was terrible. I don't think George Payton's going to like it, but you know what I think George Payton's going to like more? A whole body of work against the Kansas City Chiefs who were supposed to come in here, who were supposed to destroy you, and he had the team ready to play. George Payton wants to keep Vic Fangio, and I think this game, despite the fourth down, was enough to do it. All right, here, here we, we go. go. Here they go. Here's a tinfoil hat coming on. You can even hear the tinfoil. So you think, Vic, you think George Payton didn't like the fourth down? Ah. I think there is a chance, if we're going tinfoil hat theories, yep. I think there's a chance that that was the closest you'll ever see to the Denver Broncos tanking. Ah. I think that there is a legitimate possibility that George met with Vic yesterday said, I'd love to see you keep this game close. I want to see this team be competitive. And I also want to see you guys lose. <laughs> and in that, it was kind of a promise. And in that, it was, it was conveyed that, look, you guys play them tight. You, play them, you fight. You look decent out there. I'll have a reason to bring you back. Mm. But I don't want you guys to win the game. Mm. I don't want us to win the game is what he would have said. And, Ryan, this is a tinfoil hat moment, but we learned this morning that Vic did meet with George Payton later this week to talk about his future. And look, this is very... Remember, I have a tinfoil hat on. Don't take me out of context on Twitter. <laughs> but I think it's actually a possibility. You know, we're not privy to these conversations that go down. And maybe it's said in a way that both guys can kind of cover their asses uh, to say, like, we weren't actually tanking. But that... that, that lack of decision to go for it is so cowardly that I had to like it brings me to places like this where I think does Vic know he's back and he's tanking because he wants the better pick and George Payton wants the better pick I legitimately think like I do have the tinfoil hat on but I don't think there's a zero percent chance of that being the truth mm, yeah. what do you think yeah I I'm buying it <laughs> you know what if Vic Fangio is coming back. It's because him and George are on the exact same page, yep. right? Yep. It's 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 not because Vic was too good uh, and George didn't want to bring him back, but he couldn't he couldn't convince the fan base that it was best to fire him. Absolutely not. The fan base wants him gone. Yep. George Payton really likes Vic Fangio, so if he comes back, it's because they're on the exact same page. Not just on the exact same page, Brian. I think it's very clear. Vic comes back. George Payton's making the hire of the offensive coordinator because you know what George Payton hasn't done yet? He hasn't made an offensive coordinator hire. John Elway has made an offensive coordinator hire under the Vic Fangio era. Vic Fangio has made an offensive coordinator hire under the Vic Fangio era. And now 
George Payton may get his shot. And by the way, it's just crazy that in a four-year span, Vic Fangio may survive three different offensive coordinators and just like continue to put the blame on someone else. And understandably so. I, I mean, I, I get it. But that's that's pretty crazy. But there is certainly enough reason, as frustrating as that one decision was, that that is easily looked past. And that's I think that's how George Payton would explain it. He would say, look, the game itself is way bigger than just that one decision. It really is. And listen, I know like a lot of people wanted us to come on here and ask for and and ask for heads to roll, which both of us are on board with. If the Broncos fire Vic Fangio tomorrow, I'm going to come on here and say it was the right decision. But I don't want everyone to be completely blindsided yeah. if they come out and say what both of us are leaning towards cuz I think I'm higher than you now. I'm at like 55% Vic stays. Yeah. Um you got to if you you got to be prepared for it and I think here's the last thing I'll say as why I think George Payton might keep Vic Fangio is exactly what Vic Fangio said after the game which he was conveying a very very pointed message when asked what's the difference between you and the rest of the AFC West what did he say quarterback and he is right and he is 100% right the difference between the Denver Broncos and even the Las Vegas Raiders, of course the Chargers, and the Chiefs, is the quarterback position. You, you switch the quarterback from, from either the Chargers or the Chiefs to the Broncos. They're in first place. And this team is legit if they have a legit quarterback. Now, we could have a whole Drew Locke discussion because I, I, I'm willing to go there um, about how, you know, what I said two weeks ago, which was that starting Teddy was a mistake from the start. Um, but it doesn't really, you know, that doesn't, I've done that so many times that I, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to do it again today. Ryan, as the app song comes on right now, all the small things that that's just, that's just a small thing That is in the big point. conversation going but forward. But this but, team is a quarterback away and that, that is the only difference between yep. them and the rest of the AFC West. And that's exactly people were so pissed about this Vic Fangio quote after the game. It was actually our very own Andrew Mason that asked in this question. And Vic said, and the question was, what's the difference between you and the rest of the AFC West? Because the rest of the AFC West is still in the playoff hunt. Of course, Chiefs and you got in two it. wins against that division in the last two years. Exactly, exactly, yes. Right, two, is that correct? Two and ten in yeah. the last two years. And Vic said, those other three teams have top-shelf quarterbacks, which is obvious to everyone. Fans hated that. You hate Vic when he lies to you. He's telling you the freaking truth. It's the 100% truth. And it is the truth. Now, is it throwing your quarterbacks under the bus? Yeah, is it telling the truth? Absolutely. And that's why, uh, Ryan, this decision on the head coach is not the most important decision that George Payton makes this year. If he keeps Vic Fangio and gets Aaron Rodgers, you know what? Matt LaFleur is going to look, look like a genius. Matt LaFleur is going to look really bad next year, and Vic Fangio is going to look real damn good next year. Yep. If, he, if he gets Kirk Cousins next year, which I am not advocating for, Broncos are in the playoffs because you know what? He had a top 15 quarterback, borderline top 10 quarterback. Derek Carr, same exact thing. That's the most important decision that George... If George Payton goes out and hires Nathaniel Hackett, a guy that's really high on so many people's boards right now, and they keep Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, you know what? Broncos are going to be in the exact same position they are. Everyone's so this gonna decision doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone's going to hate him. So Vic Fangio, the truth hurts, and it really hurt Broncos fans after the game. How could you be hurt about that? It's the facts. It is. It is. 
And, it's, it's and we, brutally and you honest. know it. You, yeah. No one is sitting there like no. shocked that he said that. It's a hundred percent the truth. Yep. Yep. Derek Carr is two notches above whatever the Broncos have. Justin Herbert is five notches above whatever the Broncos yep. have, and Patrick Mahomes is ten notches above whatever the Broncos have. Yep, exactly. And you don't stand a chance. And what do we come back to year after year, Ryan? Every conversation leads to what? Leads back to quarterback, not head coach. That's why this doesn't matter. I mean, it, it matters a little bit, but it does not matter as much. Everyone wants to point the finger at Vic, and yes, he is not without blame. There are plenty of reasons to fire him, but frankly, this isn't the biggest decision. I can't. I don't know if the fans that are watching this realize that we have to yell over the music, <laughs> like because we're so close to the mic. Because like I can barely hear you, right? But I don't know. If, are we just screaming? Right. If we're holes? just yelling at them. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the quarterback position. You're right. It's the only thing that matters. Um, and if they get it right, everyone's gonna look like a genius. And if they get it wrong, everyone's going to look like an idiot. Yeah, same with, exactly. Same thing with George Payton. What did you say last year before George Payton was the general manager for the Denver Broncos for a single game? You said if he gets Aaron Rodgers, you build a statue outside the stadium. You know why? And you're absolutely right. Because you know the Broncos are going to have so much success if they get Aaron Rodgers. If they get Nathaniel Hackett this year, are you saying build a statue for George Payton right after they hire him and we still don't know the quarterback position? No, you're I not. You're saying, okay, we got to wait and see. I'm dead ass serious. If I was the coach and I had Aaron Rodgers, I would look like a genius. Uh, absolutely. You would. You and would. I'd bet on you for coach of the year. And the challenge flags, which I actually feel like I'd be pretty good at. Uh, <laughs> the challenge flags one and eight. the situational timeouts and all that other shit, it, would, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Like, Vic Fangio yep. won't really have opportunity to blow games. Yep. And, and then... You know, maybe you get to the John Fox situation yeah. where you reach the peak and that's not the right coach to get you over the hump and then you have to fire him and move on. Right. But he'll have a winning record yep. and he's going to look like a really – and George Payton will look like a genius for keeping him around. Yep. Do you think George Payton knows that it's all about the quarterback? 100%. I, he, and that's why I think he to. might keep him. Exactly. Exactly. And the fact, Ryan, that they met, George Payton and Vic Fangio met this week, and George allowed Vic Fangio to present a plan to keep him, we know Vic Fangio's okay with throwing people under the bus and saying, I'm going to get rid of this guy, change things. I'm sure Vic Fangio went in there and said, Tom McMahon's gone. You can pick our next special teams coordinator. Pat Shermer's gone. You can pick our next special teams coordinator. And you know what? I have enough pieces on defense right now. Spend everything you need on the offensive side of the ball, giving it all to George Payton and saying, look, I'm going to take care of, of the defense. We're going to be fine. You and I will work together to get this offense right. And the fact that George gave him that opportunity doesn't guarantee that Vic's back by any means, but that's just another way that I think, okay, George is giving him the opportunity to stay. And today's game, one bad decision uh, by Vic Fangio, but the, the, the rest of the game was not an embarrassment. And something you pointed at, Ryan, earlier in this podcast, you said the fans were great. And the fans were great. There were 14,000 no-shows, which is a lot. To yep. be honest, I thought it was going to be more. I was expecting 20,000 plus. I did too. So while it was a terrible number, it was actually better than I thought. Was Shout there out red? Mother Nature for uh, taking yes, care of seriously. us. Seriously. Was there red in the stands? Yes, but I didn't actually think it was as overwhelming. Uh, someone asked me, does it feel like a Chiefs home game? And I said, absolutely not. Not even close. The stadium was rocking. So from an ownership perspective, yeah. I don't think Joe Ellis has to step in after this game and say, we cannot bring Vic Fangio back because people will not be in the stands next year. That game did not feel like it at all. I don't think that's the case. Um, and again... 
you know, if there's one thing that Broncos fans have come to appreciate in the last six years, it's very good elite to elite defense. It's the only thing we have to hang on yep. to. Yep. Um, and there, it, I know in the back of some people's minds, they they don't want to let that go. No. And and the yeah. truth about Vic is no one realizes this. He's doing it insanely shorthanded. You know, no one can put on the type of defensive performances that his defenses have put on with the type of losses that they have. Everyone conveniently forgets Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell have been out almost the entire season. This is your two starting inside linebackers. Today, Baron Browning goes out for a period. You've got Micah Kaiser in there. (laughs) I mean, you've got Jonas Griffith, who was brought in to help out Tom McMahon's sorry-ass unit. Like, all these guys, Vic Fangio's just throwing them out. Michael O.J. Mudia goes out there and just balls Balls today. the hell out. He probably could have been yeah, king exactly. of the game. Exactly. Um, like, Vic Fangio is making something out of nothing in a lot of scenarios on the defensive side of the ball. And, again, I, w- I am for letting go of him. Yep. I think it's time to go offense, but I think that Vic Fangio – or, sorry, God – George Payton is going to think about that quarterback conversation we just had yep. and say, how can I even evaluate this yeah. guy yep. with yep. these yep. quarterbacks? Yep. Yep. Now, there has been some reporting out there that like Vic went to him and said, get me Teddy Bridgewater, which I just don't think that happened. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Uh, I, I think that's a George Payton move. Yes, I do um, too. And I think... When you hear that type of information, you wonder, where did that come from? Right. Maybe the guy who doesn't want to be blamed for that move. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Ryan, in speaking of Vic's defense and how it's become elite this year, and I know a lot of people are going to say scoring defense isn't everything. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. You hold teams <laughs> to the, the, the fewest points. That's what matters. Vic's red zone defense is straight up fantastic, and yep. it has been. That's something that's been consistent about his defense the past three years. It's been fantastic. And this year, third best right now, the third best scoring defense in the NFL. And one of the things he does so well is he contains Patrick Mahomes, for the most part, and contains Justin Herbert really well and can do really well against Derek Carr, too, against those top-shelf quarterbacks. Ryan, past six games. Patrick Mahomes has four games with a passer rating over 100. You know the two games that he did not have a passer rating of 100? The Denver Broncos. Against the Denver Broncos. Patrick Mahomes has been very hot this last six weeks, except against the Broncos. So, again, I'm just showing you the case that can be built for Vic, and it is an easy one, especially with someone who wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. And, Ryan, George Payton, from everything we've heard, wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. I talked with the source inside the Broncos yesterday, and this was their guess, but pretty well connected. And they said, and I said, what do you think happens with Vic? And they said, reluctantly, I think they move on. I think today was enough to take that reluctancy away and say, F it. I'm going to stick with him. I know there's a lot of fan pressure to get rid of him, but you know what? I'm going to stick with him because I don't have to be reluctant about this. Again, I think there's a lot of things that George Payton is going to think about over the next 24 hours, which I already I think he was already leaning one way. He heard Adam Schefter earlier this week say the Denver Broncos want to keep Vic Fangio. 
And there it is. And you know what? They're going to do it. If your general manager wants to keep the head coach, he should, do it. I don't think he should have to listen to the fans. No. And, and, and I agree, Ryan. Let him do it. Let George Payton succeed by his decisions or let him fail. By his decisions. Ultimately, that's why you brought him in, right? You yep. didn't. You didn't bring him in to then let Joe Ellis decide who your coach is. And again, I know it's not what people want to hear. I know. But I feel I'm bad. Just, I'm trying to think about how George Payton should come about this decision because you know what? I don't want. I don't want George Payton in a year to say, "Man, we really should have. I really should have kept Vic, and I wanted to, but I just felt the pressure to not keep him." And here's the truth. If the Broncos go into week one next year with Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback, there will be zero fan excitement. Right. But you know what? If they get a rookie or if they get either of the veterans or, heck, you know what? If they got Kirk Cousins, that stadium will be full. It will be packed. And Broncos country will be pumped full of belief and hope and excitement. Yep. And that's regardless of who the coach is. Yep. It's yep. all about the quarterback, and I think Vic Fangio – or gosh, dang it, I've done that so many times. I think George Payton knows that, yep. and I think in the end, that's what he falls back on is, I got to get this guy a quarterback. This is on me. Absolutely, and Ryan, we have to get to our king of the game right now, which is, of course, our DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game, which is – Drew Locke, the quarterback position. Ryan, you said a couple of weeks ago. Oh, man, let's bring up Drew Locke's name. And you know what? I really want to get this comment section spicy. Drew Locke had a great Tim Tebow performance (laughs) today, Ryan. Look at these stats. 12 of 24, 162 passing yards, 35 rushing yards, two touchdowns, both on the ground and I mean wasn't that second the, the first rushing touchdown was kind of just a any quarterback like any semi-mobile quarterback could make that but that second one man gave me Tim Tebow vibes like it was that he could have slid at the seven yard line yeah. but no he said I've got my shoulders I've got my Tim Tebow build I'm gonna take it into the end zone and that's what that's what that's what Drew Locke did and that's what earned him king of the game in my eyes I thought it was a really gutsy performance to use like a cliche term that we use with, with guys who didn't necessarily blow it up on the stat sheet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought it was really gutsy. And the, the run for the touchdown was awesome. And the third and 14 completion to Tim Patrick was awesome. Yep. And you know, there were several plays in that game where I thought, man, Drew's really making it happen today. You know, uh, by hook or by crook. Like, he's going to make something happen. And he was. And they were going to win the game on the heels of the running backs um, and his legs, yep. if it wasn't for the fumble. Yep. And I, I thought <laughs> Drew was kind of awesome today. Like I just, I really liked his performance. Again, it's not going to pop off the stat sheet, and all the people that hate Drew Locke right. are going to say, 12 of 24, 50%. And, and I, it, there's just, we, there's nothing you can do with those people. Um, just the same way that if you, you know, if you wanted to, you know, talk to someone who thinks Drew Locke should be the starter next year. There's nothing you can do yep. to convince them that that's not the case. Today was absolutely, uh, you like Drew Locke, he had a good game. You don't like Drew Locke, he had a bad game. Same thing with Vic. Yep. Yeah, um, exactly. So, you know, I don't know. He also had a, he almost made that throw to Tim Patrick in the end zone um, to tie the game. Yeah. It, it was a really tight window. He threw it about as good as you possibly could into that. And defender made a, uh, defender made a nice play. You got a, you know, Cortland Sutton dropping that ball at the end of the half, which yeah. probably would have got them into field goal position. So he's definitely the king of the game, in my opinion, unless you went Oge. 
Uh, and I would totally support going Oge as well. And this was his first game in, in this season. Yep. How incredible is that? I mean, that, that's got to give you confidence going forward. And what did you think? Was it an overthrow by uh, by Drew or a drop by Jerry in the first half when, when Jerry was, was wide open, had a couple steps on him? It's not a drop, uh, but it's a would like to see you lay out play okay and to me man he did it later in the game to jerry judy after overthrowing judy and uh i believe Cortland sutton later but he just he put more air under the ball yeah. and that's something that drew has to learn and at times it seems like he's learned but at most more times than not it seems like he hasn't learned he put air under it and that's the first judy time we've chance. ever seen judy just get an opportunity oh since he mossed the dude against the yep. Jets last year for, for Brett <laughs> yep. Ribbon. Yep. That's the first time I've seen him just get a chance. Yeah. Give this give these guys a chance. Yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable. Um what did you think Tim Patrick play? Should that have been interference? Um Man, I don't know. It was He got the only thing is he got him under the arm. He did. Kind of hooked he him did. under the arm. That's where I thought that should be an easy flag. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's a tough one. They weren't calling really anything deep in the secondary today. Brian, the my, my last take on the offense really quick. Cortland Sutton's over-under was 32.5 coming into this game. Not with Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback. With Drew Locke, a quarterback. The guy everyone thought who was going to give him the chances. One catch. 13 yards. I just, I cannot believe that at 32 over under, it was legit to take the under, and he hit it by almost three times. I, crazy. Yeah, um, it's definitely fair to start worrying about that. Mm, that's something that we'll certainly have plenty of time this offseason for. Wow. It's <coughs> unfortunate. Off it's unfortunate for him. Unfortunate for Tim. Tim's got a little case of the dropsies. Um, yeah. And that, that sucks. Um, but it's unfortunate for, for those guys that we've got a whole offseason to talk about them. Right. And what can we possibly say other than, oh, well, if they get a quarterback, it'll look better. Right. But if they don't, you know, or at least until then, all we can say is yeah, it didn't look very good. Right. And there's been too many things, especially with court. The, these <clears throat> past couple weeks where it's not necessarily all the quarterback's fault, Ryan. No, it's not. I mean, Court, easy drop today. Um, also, great throw. Good job, Cortland. And that was something <laughs> about my, you know, comparing Drew to Tebow for a little bit of this game. It was until late in the third, in the first court or in the first half, when Cortland Sutton had more passing yards than Drew Lock. No way. Yes, he had 17 passing yards. Drew Lock had 16, <laughs> and uh, late into the the first half, and then at one at, at halftime, Ryan. Drew Locke had more rushing yards than he had passing yards. And it was just, that was something that just made it such a fun game. Now, at the fun. very end, it made it frustrating. But we had way more fun of a game than I thought we were going to have. Yep, 100%. Uh, and that was one of my hesitations with going. Yeah. It's like, uh, am I really going to go sit in there and watch right. him get beat 30-3 to three or something? Like, yep. that sounds terrible. And I'm glad I went. I had a great time. Um, and... As it relates to those guys, you're gonna need a lot more. Now, again, it's just gonna it's gonna come down to the quarterback. What I worry about, though, is with a rookie, because there's no guarantees of a rookie being a better distributor of the ball than Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. Yep. Now, over time, they better be. <laughs> yeah. Or you screwed up big time. Yep. But to start, you know, you brought. I think one of the reasons you kept those guys was 
to give your quarterback, whoever it may be, weapons. But those guys have to do better for those quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah, they, they absolutely do, especially if you don't get an elite quarterback next year, Ryan. Especially if you need these guys to step up for a rookie quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, before we move on, a shout-out to Strava Craft Coffee, Zach. It's probably going to be some early mornings and late nights for us over oh, the next, yes. uh, you know, 72 hours or so as we figure out what the Broncos are doing uh, at the head Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Just that was an insane series with the Avs right yeah, now. I cannot believe you saved that. Uh, anyways, uh, it's some late nights, some early mornings. Strava Craft Coffee going to take care of us with CBD-infused coffee uh, to not only give us that morning kick, but also help us out with headaches, migraines, joint pain, anything that you may be experiencing. A little CBD in the beginning of your morning should really, really help. Oh, my God. What a save. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, check out our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. And check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Where Ryan, not only are they giving you new users a chance to turn $5 into $200, all you have to do is bet $5 on any NFL team or college team to win, and you will get $200 in free bets if they win. But also right now, Ryan, they're just handing out free profit bets left and right. They give you a uh, same game profit profit boost today and on for the national championship game. They're giving you a bonus profit boost. If you opt in, you're either going to get a 5% profit boost, 10% profit boost, 25% profit boost, or 50% profit boost. Again, you don't need to pay anything. All you do is opt into that. I did mine today. Got a 25% profit boost. You know I'm using that on Alabama Moneyline to smash them up to above plus 150. So there's no reason to not get in right now with both of these offers. You should get in. Use code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook when you do to get set up with these offers. And, of course, you must be 21 or old, older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And on top of that, really quick, legal gambling just opened in New York today. So sign up with DraftKings. Hell, yeah. Uh, I had Melvin Gordon to score a touchdown today. Money. So. That was in. That's a goal. Let's go. <laughs> of course, Ryan's talking about the abs just scored a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, boys. Sorry. I. This is a this is a great game going on. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, I'll focus back in after the ad reads. Anyways, um, we're good, yeah? Uh, we got some sexy pizza up here, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we, this is a day full of sexy pizza because, of course, we start our day with sexy pizza at the tailgate. We're ending our day with sexy pizza, but you know what? It doesn't have to end there. If you use the code SEXYDNVR from today through Wednesday, You'll get 20% off your order of sexy pizza by using the code DNVR or sexy DNVR over at Sexy Pizza Online. Uh, when you do that, you get 20% off. So when you're watching ball all, all tomorrow, when you're hearing us potentially do an emergency pod about how Vic was fired, maybe even how he's retained. <laughs> Seriously, uh, you can use the code sexy DNVR and stay sexy with sexy pizza. All right, yeah, I love that sexy pizza. I honestly couldn't have any today because I'm on a diet, mm. but I really wish I could. <laughs> really wish I could. Um, all right, um, Super That's Chats. That's a goal. It's a good goal. What are we doing here? Let's move on. <laughs> Let's get to the Super Chats and talk to the people, Ryan. All right, Alaska Preston comes in. Thank you for a season of great content. Coming to the bar, meeting you guys was the highlight of the last few years being a Broncos fan. God bless DNVR. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for all your support. Thanks for coming down. Uh, I think the first time we met you was at the uh, Thursday night game. 
uh, which was awesome and saw you a couple times since then. So uh, everyone who made this season special, yeah. not only were the watch parties awesome at the bar, but the tailgates were uh, like revolutionary. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine Sundays without them now. Uh, and I look forward to just making them better and better as the years go on. So thank you to everyone who made those special. And really, you know, we have so many little sub-communities within our community. And the Sunday tailgate community, yeah. which had a lot of regulars, was so, so fun. So it, shout out it, to everyone. It really was. Shout out to everyone for rolling with us. And it's crazy, Ryan. In the past two hours since the game ended, <laughs> I've got so many messages on Twitter and, and seeing them on, on our live chat of people saying, thank you so much for the great coverage this season. And I still, it, it, it's not really the over. off season. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't feel like the season's over because you there know what? There will be no off season this year. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, and, and there are some people that are tuning in live for the first time. We do this year round. We're, oh. we're, five, we're five days a week. Anytime Broncos stuff happens, we're here for you. When Broncos stuff isn't happening, which will not be this off season, but when it doesn't happen, we're still here for you on this podcast. And of course, if you're tuning in on YouTube, please hit us with a thumbs up, subscribe. Turn on alerts so you know anytime we're going live. But we've got a whole company here over at ddnvr.com. You can find us anywhere on podcasts. Just search Broncos. We'll be the first one that comes up. Hell yeah, yeah. I love meeting people in the stadium. And, you know, a lot of people say, how did you get that jacket? And it's a great icebreaker for me to say, well, you know, our, they sponsor our podcast and this, that, and the other thing. And so many people are, you know, still haven't found us. Yeah. Spread the word. Yeah. Spread the word like a little that. bit. We do this over 300 days a year. Insane. Kind of crazy to think <laughs> about that. Uh, 300 days a year. So shout out to you, Alaska, Preston, and everyone else. All right, let's go to the next one. From DTL, thank you for a very generous super chat. Uh, Fangio can't possibly be back because by my count, that's his sixth time he's lost uh, this team in three years. So I guess to expect two more losses next year from him. You know what? The one thing that I have the hardest time getting past when I'm making my case for why Vic Fangio should not be back is the four-minute defense. Yeah. Constantly yeah. cannot get a stop when they need it. Um, and, that, and then the two-minute defense can't get a stop when they need it to. For a team with such great players, that is a big, big problem. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Uh, and DTL, I think we talked We talked about how I think Vic will go into that meeting with, with Pat Scher or with uh, George Payton and say, you can, get, you can hire the next offensive coordinator. You can hire the next special teams coach. You know what else I think he could say? You can hire a game management coach, and I will go by him. He'll do whatever. I, I, yes, exactly. I think <laughs> he's going to do whatever, and that's something that – maybe we'll see that will take some uh, stress off Broncos fans. Again, th there's plenty of reasons to move on from Vic. I'm not trying to defend him. I'm trying to view it through the person that's making this decision, and that's George Payton. Yeah, and again, the number one thing that no one really wants to talk about, the ultimate elephant in the room to me is the ownership situation. No one ever wants to talk about anything as it relates to the owner because, it, it, you know, it's like billionaire bullshit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like no one wants to talk about that. But in this, yeah, as AJ saying, <laughs> owner conversations suck. It just, you know, and unless the, it's Peyton Manning, right? Well, everyone will love that. <laughs> but the overarching point is, no one wants to really acknowledge how much of a role that's going to play in the decisions the Broncos make over the next few days. And I think they're not going to have a choice but to acknowledge it after those decisions are made. If we're right, kind of, I hope we're wrong. Yep, yep, very good point. All right, next one coming in from Thomas. 
Wow, another goal. Ryan maybe close from the far down. As just go. tied it up. Down 4-1. Now it's all tied with eight minutes left in the game. Ryan, looks like you're going to be here for a while. I would love nothing more <laughs> than to be here until 2 a.m. tonight. Let's go, baby. And then wake up at 5 when the news breaks. How did they score this goal? You can keep reading it. It's a great question. Want. Okay, Thomas comes in. He says, you guys need to clip the tinfoil hat section. It will blow up on Twitter. Oh. Love the pod. Yahir, super producer. You hear that? That's what we're clipping, baby. He's got it. Thank you, Thomas. We appreciate you. All right, next super chat coming in from Rat Pat X. Just a super chat. We love you, Rat Pat. That's a, uh, <laughs> we, we appreciate that very, very much. Appreciate you. Easy E says... Great job on covering the Broncos this season, fellas. Alex, we really appreciate you, and thank you so much for rolling with us. Of course, you are a regular in our comment section, and we really appreciate you. And a stalwart of the Madden League. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Next one from Ian B. Says, this I'm a quarterback away stuff doesn't sit well. We lost to the third-string Browns, the Steelers, coachless Raiders, decimated by Jalen Hurts, etc. Ian B., thank you. You have a point on the Browns, the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger. Is legit. It's kind of, I mean, this year kind of hit or miss, but he can be a good quarterback in games. We've seen that. The coachless Raiders? No, 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 no. I think you mean the Derek Carr Raiders, the team that's on the fringe of making the playoffs and dismantled by Jalen Hurts. I know Philadelphia fans hate Jalen Hurts. The Eagles sat Jalen Hurts. You know why? Because he's a playoff really starting caliber quarterback and he's that valuable. So, Ian, I think your argument only holds up in that regard to losing to the third string Browns. And by the way, that was the second string Browns in terms of their quarterback. Well, <clears throat> that and on top of that, there's so... You can build a case for why you should fire Vic Fangio. Absolutely. I agree with your with your case. But you can also build a case the other way. Yeah. And it's easier to stay than it is to move. It is. It is. Especially when George Payton has a great working relationship with Vic Fangio. They're both football grinders, football lifers. No one likes to grind on film and be in the building more than Vic Fangio. No one. To a detriment. Yes, exactly. I think there's, there's too much overthinking about it. But you know what? I don't think George Payton sees that as a detriment, Ryan. I think no. he views that as, oh, my gosh, this is my guy. The rest of the coaching staff is, is <laughs> yes. who wonders, when's Vic going to go home so right. I can go home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, last couple here. Uh, one from Jorge here. This game, far from being a reason to bring Fangio back, it's a clear example of why you have to fire him. This man can get him his own way. And this is exactly what we talked about with Drew and Vic. Yep. If you want to build a case one way or the other, this game will give you that case. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. And last one from Funky Puma says, love all what DNVR does. Keep it up. And Funky Puma, I love that. We're going to keep it funky this offseason. There's no doubt. Three Ring Circus will be back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've already got some really um, like fresh ideas for mm. what we're going to do. And also uh, guests. I want to get some like little more off the beaten path guests mm. this year. So stay I tuned for ya. that. I love you. I love you. And Ryan, we talk about football guys. George Payton, one of them. You'd say Andy Reid is one of them as well, right? Big and Patrick guy. Mahomes seems to be developing into one of those as well. Both of them after the game giving tons and tons mm. of praise to Vic Fangio. Should you keep a guy based on what opposing players and coaches say? No. But you know what? Again, if you want to build the case to keep him, you can say, George can say, man, Andy Reid really likes him. 
I like this guy too. Yeah, I mean, he's made their life really difficult. He really has. Both of those guys know in the back of their head if the Broncos had any semblance of an offense, they would have lost both games to them this it's year. Very true. Very true. 20, 28 points against the Chiefs should give you a chance. Not necessarily an automatic win, but you know but what? 22 points earlier this year. Well, seven 13, of those came really. on, yeah. on offense. Yeah, and, and three of them came on special teams. So really, 13 points against the Chiefs, you win 100% of the time. Wait, not 100% of the time because the Broncos didn't win earlier this year. It's crazy. But you should honestly win when you give up 21 points on defense to the Chiefs. Yep. Oh, and again, yeah, 21 early. points on defense. Right. Yep. Good point. Exactly. And All I right. think one more super chat coming in under the wire from Mount Stu or Mr. Stumi says video game controller hobbies along unhappily with a broken arm. We had a super sticker there, Ryan. Video game controller hobbles along unhappily with a broken arm. I, that uh, my, I bought a new uh, Xbox controller yesterday because mine had a hobbly arm. You broke the arm, huh? No, I didn't. I, I maybe from just. Just grinding so hard on that. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I, I never throw controllers. Never have, never will. Did you also buy a new TV because there was a big crack in it from maybe no, a controller? No, no cracks in my TV. <laughs> I'm a. I don't throw clubs on the golf course. I don't slam clubs on the golf course. I don't slam my Xbox controller. You don't take your jersey off in the middle of a game and run across the field. No, but maybe okay. I should. Yeah, maybe you should. It'd make for good podcasting. Take your shirt off and leave, Ryan. All right, guys. Uh, I, that's all we have on the super chat front. Um, I I don't even want to do this because there's no like ending. Like you know, there's no. This isn't really tying a bow on anything. But I feel compelled to just say thank you guys for riding yeah. with us all season. Um, it's been up. It's been down. It's always interesting as it is with the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, and you guys have been there with us every single step of the way, and that means the world to us. Hopefully. One day we're sitting here on a week 18 yeah. talking about another game yeah. coming up. And when yeah. that happens, I can't wait to share that experience with all of you. Um, and, and it'll be more meaningful that we all shared all these experiences yep. together and the frustrating ones and, you know, the, the fights and the arguments and all that. And one day it's all going to culminate uh, in something much more exciting and much better. And, and we'll all remember the people like you guys who are in the comment yeah. section back now. Um, so, again, thank you guys so much for riding with us all season. But there's a chance we'll just be right back with you tomorrow. Yep. yep. And if it's not tomorrow because the Broncos <laughs> make a move with the coach, then we'll be back on Monday, of course, as always. And we'll be back with you five days a week throughout the offseason. Um, and I can't wait to share that experience with you guys as well. So thank you guys so much for riding with us. Thank you, Zach. Of course, Mace, who's not with us on the postgame shows. Thank uh, you, RK. Uh, thank you. And, uh, and everyone at the bar and all that. Uh, it means the world here. to us. You you guys allow us to live our dream yep. on a daily basis. So and, and we can't thank you enough for that. So yep. have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon on the DNVR Broncos podcast.